Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I am Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and you might be a people pleaser if you tend to prioritize other people's wants and needs over your own. If you're the peacemaker, if you're always trying to create harmony with the people that you work with and live with, you probably are also an amazing problem solver. You have great intuition and you're probably an empath or at least have great skills of empathy and the reason why i call this liberate your people pleaser and not fix your people pleaser is there's nothing to fix there's nothing wrong with you these are fantastic qualities that you have really superpowers that you just naturally possess and instinctively use and what gets problematic about them is when they get turned around on other people all the time and not on yourself. And what do I mean by that? Empathy. You can understand how another person feels, you understand their perspective, or you can put yourself in their shoes. And when you do that, you may be prone to giving up your own feelings, your own position, your own perspective, and you make theirs more important. So you're prioritizing what they feel or think or their position over your own. And that's when things start to go awry for us. And so in this podcast, each episode, we'll talk about different ways that we can power up those great skills that we have and use them for ourselves first and then give to others out of that fullness rather than prioritizing everyone else. So it doesn't make us selfish when we stop prioritizing everybody else. What it does is allows us to have the power that we need internally, the confidence and the clarity that we need internally to then go impact the world in an even more powerful way. So I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I'm so glad you're with us. Let's liberate your people pleaser. Welcome to this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm going to tell you right now that this episode is very near and dear to my heart because I'm going to talk to you today about something that I dove deeply into in 2019 and early 2020. So the theme today is this idea of what do we do when nothing we're doing seems to be working. All right. This may be in your life generally, right? it might just be in your romantic relationship, or it might be in your relationship with your mother or, you know, an original family issue, or it could be career or business oriented. It could be your finances. It could be your relationship with your adult children, your little children. It could be anything or it could be everything, which is the way my life was. So I've shared before uh, some of the challenges I had in 2019 and really until late 2020, okay? So they spanned every area of my life except my relationships, my best friends, my adult children, my relationship with my mother, as far as she was concerned, was fine. She created some challenges for me, but I knew they were my own, you know, sort of internal baggage to deal with. So, you know, there wasn't a drama there, but she was triggering me a lot. Okay. And everything else, my career, romance, 
um, money, everything else was in the shitter. <laughs> and nothing I did was working. Or of course, that's the way it felt. Now, even with a couple of years of hindsight, I can see how all of it was working together for my good. I mean, that is, you know, such an important question to ask yourself. Uh, it was Einstein, I think, who at least is credited with asking this question that that's the most, the most important question you'll ever answer is whether or not you believe the universe is a friendly place. And I do. And that doesn't mean that the challenges are not hard as hell, right? <laughs> so uh, it's not in contrast to that. It's that they're happening at the same time. So when nothing seems to be working, I mean, I was working so hard in both my physical environment and my internal or spiritual, however you want to think of it, my, my mindset, my spiritual game, all of it. I was working on all of it with such dedication and such commitment and such belief, frankly. And yet there was no evidence that it was working in my life. So let's unpack that a minute because right away, I don't know if you can sense this already since it's my story I'm telling, <laughs> but when I even say those words, there was no evidence that any of it was working. That means I'm equating a success with the meaning of it's working. Okay. So sure. Classically, we tend to think of when I say something's working, it means the relationship is improving or my business is growing or you got a promotion in your career or you got a new opportunity or whatever. That's what it's working, you know, feels like. That's what we want it to feel like, right? So when things are not going well, we will put the opposite label on them. This is not working. And yet for all of us, I'm sure you can think of a time in your life where you just thought everything was going wrong. And sure, there were difficulties, but when you look back on it and you have a mo more macro view of it, you know that things were being set in motion to prepare you or bring something to you that was probably really great. Like for me, when I look back at every, you know, valley in the trajectory of my life, it was followed by a peak, right? So those valleys can be a very um, rich time of preparing for what is seeking to emerge. And yet when we're in them, it doesn't feel like anything's happening or it doesn't feel like anything's working. So I want you to really, you know, tweeze into this, that judgment that we have this idea that when life is hard, we get a bad diagnosis, we're, you know, we're working the business and we're not getting the clients or you really do well in a project, but you didn't get the promotion or, you know, any of the things that we're working on in our lives that are not turning out the way we want to want them to, we tend to have a negative judgment and we tend to make it mean 
something negative about us, sometimes negative about other people, right? We blame the other people. Well, my boss, you know, just liked somebody else better. And so they got the promotion or it was because, you know, they were a white man and I'm not or whatever. Sometimes we focus it outwardly. Sometimes I can tell you, I have certainly focused my frustration and anger and resentment and rage on the divine, on the universe. Like, what the fuck are you doing to me? I'm doing all the right things and you're not coming through with your part. So I've been there too. So we tend to make it mean something about ourselves or something about others and, you know, or both, both is usually what happens internally. I just kept thinking, Oh, I'm doing this whole thing wrong. I'm, you know, my energy must be wrong. You know, so I'm a big believer in energy and I'm a big believer. I mean, I really consider myself a mystic because a mystic by definition is someone who's, you know, sort of highest calling first goal, whatever you want to say, priority in life is an experience with the divine. Like that's what drives me, makes me thrive. Like I do all the other things. I love my business. I love working with my clients. I love, those are my mission. Okay. Um, But my, what, what drives that mission is my own connection to the divine or to God, however you want to think of it. I'm not crazy about the God word. I haven't dealt with, you know, I haven't sort of released, I guess I'll say all my baggage. So the word God sometimes triggers me because of the religious abuse I endured early in my life. So I like the word divine or source. I love that word too. But so anyway, I have this very sort of mystical and ethereal part of my life that is very real for me. And yet I felt like that was failing me too, or, you know, cause it's, it can be hard to think, well, you know, the divine is wrong. So then I would come back to pointing all the fingers at me. Well, I must not be doing this spiritual growth thing. Right. Because look at the evidence in my life or lack thereof. Right. Because I was equating as if it's a transaction that I grow spiritually, good things happen in my life, right? Like that's an equation of some sort. So I would get resentful at times and be like divine, like I'm really showing up, you know, I'm giving, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm really working on my energy and raising my vibration and all the things everyone talks about. And yet, you know, at one point I'm sitting in my car Googling homeless shelters. So What I want to really sort of leave you with today is one, just know that you're never alone. Like no matter how, like everybody has been through such a difficult year plus, you know, we're, we're moving into our, you know, getting close to that year and a half mark since COVID hit. That was so disruptive for so many lives But maybe what's going on, like what's going on in my life, what's been going on has nothing to do really with that, you know, so maybe you feel that way too. It's like COVID is a thing and it's real (laughs) and it's changed our lives and that's not my problem. My problem is this, you know, Uh, so whatever it is, you are not alone. Okay. That's the first thing I want to say, because it, it feels so isolating when we're struggling. 
And then the other thing I want to sort of give you today is this idea, and, and I coach people on this a lot because I've been through it a lot myself, this idea that when there's an absence of evidence in your life of what you're working towards, that doesn't mean it's an evidence of absence, that there's an absence of what's happening in your life. It's just not in your awareness yet, okay? So now I can see all kinds of things that were working together for my good in that struggle. But when I was in that, I couldn't see it. You know, it's just like when you're that saying that when you're inside the jar, you can't read the label, right? So just know that there are areas of your life that are coming together that are both emerging to take you to your next level and releasing. Like there, I'm beginning to really understand at a deeper level the truth and sometimes challenge of, of releasing the old, okay? We all have all kinds of baggage that doesn't serve us anymore, all sorts of habits, all sorts of thoughts. And even when we become aware of them and are ready to release them, the releasing of them is its own process. And you can't control it. You can't make it happen. You can't, you know, it wasn't because I wasn't working hard enough. It wasn't any of those things. It just took its own time, sort of the way birthing a baby does, right? I can think of that because I've had several. There's just that gestation process, <clears throat> excuse me. Or if you want to use nature as your metaphor, which I love, you know, there's, we can use these tulips here in my background as an example. There was a time when that bulb for those beautiful yellow tulips to, that they were, underground, right? There was no sign of them. But there it was, that big juicy bulb all full of life that would one day break the soil and come up as a shoot and then grow into this plant and then grow into, open up, right? The, the leaves open up to the emergence of this tulip. And so there are just times in our lives we are like that tulip bulb that is underground and we can't see it and we don't know what's going on. We can't see what's going on. And most of us, especially as people pleasers, one of the side you know, effects, I guess I'll say, of being a people pleaser is that most of us um, are used to controlling things. And when you are a control freak, as I have been in my life, and I'm much better about that now. And I think for me, that was part of the whole lesson of all this, why I went so long with no evidence that what I was doing was working was because part of my lesson was believing when there was no evidence, like that was the lesson, believing that that bulb was underground getting the nutrients it needed so it could burst forth. And now that tulip in my life is bursting forth. And so, of course, this is more fun, right? It's more fun being a full-grown blooming tulip than being under that dark ground. But that dark ground 
has a very necessary purpose and we can't rush it, right? Like it needs its time or it will die off and then have to start over again next spring, right? (laughs) So I want to assure you that no matter what is happening for you, no matter what feels like it's not working, something is playing underground, so to speak. And I want to offer to you that if you're ready for both sort of an advocate and a strategist, right? Because my style of coaching is both um, deeply um, spiritual, not like um, religious or something like that at all. Like I don't often even use the divine say that in a session, but it's very much about the unconscious. It's very much about digging into what's the cause, what's that root cause for the issue, not what is the surface problem, okay? That's a better way to describe uh, how I coach, what my style is like. So I people will come to me because whatever, they're struggling in their business, they're struggling in their career, they're struggling in their relationship, they've got a boundary they need to set that they have no idea how to do that because it all feels too loaded, they're empty nesters, you know, don't know what to do with themselves anymore, or they've got some problem with an adult child, something like that. So there's like this cause, right, that gets them in the same way, you know, if I was bleeding, I might go to the doctor, okay. But once we start working together, what becomes obvious is underneath that is something else or something bigger, that is the cause of that. So I don't want to just help people heal the, you know, the bleeding, so to speak. I want to help them heal the broken bone, right? The real cause of whatever is creating that surface condition. So when people work with me, they really get into those deeper things that are those root causes. And I'm super practical. So we also do a lot of, you know, I I use the word strategizing, but whatever, however you want to think of that practical ways to, okay, so now how do I go have that conversation with my spouse? How do I go have that conversation with my mother? How do I, um, how do I, I was working yesterday with somebody and we were talking about how to really let go of other people, how to leave people to their own business, let people have their own journey and not keep trying to hop in and give unsolicited advice or, you know, tell them our ideas of what we think they should be doing and whatever that will often build resentment or create distance in that relationship. Because generally people don't like unsolicited advice. In fact, unsolicited advice is classically a critical parent move. And so we all run away from it. So if we've got a friend, whether they're well-meaning or not, we've probably all experienced this, who keeps telling us what we should be doing next, we don't want to hear it because it's unsolicited. When I'm ready for feedback and I ask for feedback or what do you think I should do or whatever, that's great. Then bring it on. But as people pleasers, we are often prone to giving lots of unsolicited advice. 
And so that can create relationship problems. So you might come into coaching thinking you have this relationship problem, but what you really have is the underlying cause that drives that need to give unsolicited advice. You know, that's just an example, but I really want you to feel from this episode that no matter what's going on for you, you're not alone. The way you're struggling even is not unique to you. Like we all can relate to each other's stressful thoughts and fearful experiences, even if the details of the story are different. And there is always hope. There is some way that you are that tulip bulb that's just in the ground and maybe hasn't sprouted yet. And to be able to grab on to the hope of that, and I hope, you know, I would love the invitation to be on your journey with you and help you find that and find ways to nurture that into the beautiful full-grown tulip that it wants to become. So thank you for joining me on this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. And always remember that the universe is unfolding for you. And even when it seems like nothing is working, something is seeking to emerge. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I've got some extra bonuses for you today. So check out the show notes. You will see a link to download my free training. This is the newest training I have. It's called People Pleasers Power Training. It's a video series and worksheet that will take you through a very specific process where you will take your power back from a relationship or a situation that has you feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, frustrated, angry, all of the above. So grab that. I also have people ask me about how they actually work with me. And so the easiest way to do that is to book a 15 minute call. So you'll see that link in the show notes and we'll have a conversation about whether now is the right time, whether I'm the right coach and how you would like to engage in that with me. There's also the link to my private Facebook group, Liberate Your People Pleaser. It's a great place to get additional resources and be in a like-minded community. You can also submit a question through the show notes. There's a link for you to tell me what it is that you're wondering, a topic you'd like for me to address on a future episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. So thank you for being here as always. If you can take the time to do it, I love it. If you put a five-star review on the podcast server that you get this podcast from, that always helps us get out to more listeners. So thank you so much. And thank you for being with me on the journey to liberate our people pleasers.